Information provided by Wall Street Penning Zoo is for educational purposes only and not intended to be financial advice. Please consult with a licensed financial advisor before making any financial decisions. Hello and welcome back to the Wall Street Petting Zoo. This is our This Week at the Zoo segment in which we review the previous week's market news and look ahead to the coming week. I am Christopher Smith. And I'm Robert Coburn. And this week, Robert, we had a one and a quarter percent gain in the S&P 500 as the market reacted to mixed news on stimulus and also uh, COVID-19 news. Uh, by every metric right now, COVID risk is at an all-time high. We set a new record for cases on Wednesday with 245,000 new cases in one day. And the same day, we hit a new record for deaths, which uh, was 3,611 deaths in the U.S. in a single day. Uh, we're still not up to the, the peak levels of deaths in the Spanish flu epidemic of 1918, but we're closing in on those levels now. Um, and we're starting to see the impact of this spike in COVID cases in the economy. Uh, we got a retail sales report this week that showed that retail sales in the U.S. economy missed expectations in November. And we also got a, a manufacturing report from the Philadelphia Fed showing that in the Philadelphia region, uh, manufacturing significantly decreased month over month as well. So the latest economic data is not looking great. Uh, fortunately, though, we are rolling out the vaccine. We had 5.9 million doses of Pfizer vaccine distributed throughout the US this week, primarily to healthcare providers. And uh, we've got 6 million Moderna doses waiting in the wings, ready to roll out upon emergency approval from the FDA. Yeah. And have you been watching the stimulus news this week, Robert? Yeah, so the stimulus news, it seems it's like the, like the U.S.-China trade deals where, you know, every day, every passing day or every passing week, the, uh, the people who are in charge are, are always saying, you know, deals close on the table or the deals not at anywhere close uh and this the same thing's happening with uh mitch mcconnell nancy pelosi and donald trump all saying um late this week that they're very close to a stimulus deal but you know chances are on monday or tuesday we'll probably get a message saying that you know no bill will be signed until the new year uh <laughs> which will probably put a damper on the uh on the stock market at the end of the year, but usually the market's down around this time of the year anyways, uh, usually from people dumping their stock before the end of the year to get that nice uh, tax break from underperforming stocks. Um, but the stimulus deal itself, uh, the bill that they're trying to get pushed through would only include six, $600 stimulus checks. Um, but it would not include aid for state and local governments. Uh, $600 uh, isn't really a lot for people who've been struggling uh, since they got their first check, if they did get a check uh, back in, uh, I believe it was May, was the first round of checks. Um, hopefully we'll see a deal struck by the end of the weekend. I'm not holding my breath, uh, but it's not looking good. But, you know, if you're an optimist, you may we may see a deal by the end of the weekend 
We saw a lot of uh, buying activity late on Friday, so it seems like traders generally are optimistic about this going into the weekend. Um, we did have lots of really positive talk, of course, from McConnell, Pelosi, and Trump. Um, they, I saw that uh, McConnell and Pelosi had given their aides orders late on Friday to uh, close a deal within a few hours. That obviously did not materialize. Um, apparently, they were you know, right on the verge of a deal, and then at the last second, Donald Trump decided that he wanted $1,200 stimulus checks, not $600 stimulus checks. So he sort of um, torpedoed the whole deal and they went back to the drawing board, <laughs> um, which is, you know, pretty that that's pretty standard Donald Trump style. I feel like he self-sabotages sometimes. He feels like if somebody is going to sign a deal with him, then it must not actually be a good deal. And so he needs to renegotiate it. <laughs> well, I think um, he, he also wants to put his quote unquote stamp on it and he wants to right. make it seem that's like it, everything was his idea, like kind of like what when. With the uh, with the vaccines, with him saying that uh, you know the Pfizer vaccine was his under warp speed, and the same thing with the the last stimulus checks, he he halted the checks for a little bit because he wanted his name printed on them. Yeah, there is a, an issue of credit there that he's definitely concerned about. And, you know, it could be a good bargaining tactic sometimes if people think that you're unpredictable and unstable. And, you know, everybody's like so invested in this bill, this deal now uh, at the 11th hour that they might be willing to give him what he wants at the last minute if that's what it takes to get the bill, the bill through. So we'll see what happens with it. I actually think that we probably will see a deal struck by the end of the weekend. Um, they have to pass a budget and um, they can't pass a budget until they know what's happening with the stimulus. And so they've actually, they're on a, they, they've passed a two-day spending extension in Congress through the end of the weekend so that they can get this deal done. Um, they could, of course, always extend again, uh, maybe through the next week, uh, if they don't get something done this weekend, but that does add a little bit of extra pressure to get a deal done this weekend. So. We shall see what happens with it. Um, we also had some Robin Hood news. Did you see the Robin Hood news this week? No, I didn't see the, the Robin Hood news. What, what's going on with Robin Hood? So Robin Hood paid a $65 million fine to the SEC to settle charges that it hid from its customers how it was making its money. Basically, there are Robinhood interfaces you as a customer with a broker who's actually executing the trade on the back end. And as a fiduciary, Robinhood has a legal responsibility to make sure that you are getting the best price on your trade. So Robinhood should be sending you to the most efficient broker who can execute that trade for you. But instead, Robinhood was taking fees from brokers in order to funnel you as a customer to uh, brokers who are less efficient and more expensive um, in exchange for a fee that the broker was paying to Robinhood. So uh, if you already were not, um, if you already had not left Robinhood for service outages and limited features and lacking a community, this is just another reason not to use Robinhood, in my opinion. I think uh, at the end of every podcast, we always give you our referral link to Webull. Um, Webull, I think, is a better broker. So uh, if you haven't yet used our referral link to Webull, this is a great time to do so. And this is also a good reminder to always use limit trades and not market trades. So that way you get it at the price that you want and not necessarily the 
market rate, which could fluctuate by the time you hit, you know, submit trade and the time of the trade actually goes through. Um, and we also had uh, jobless claims numbers come in this week that were substantially worse than the consensus estimate. So, um, you know, all the analysts had predicted that jobless claims would come in at 808,000 people uh, applying for unemployment. Instead, 885,000 people applied for unemployment. So that's almost 80,000 more um, unemployment applications than analysts expected, which means that the job market is continuing to deteriorate. Last week, we had pretty bad jobs numbers as well. So, you know, this the surge in COVID cases is really harming the economy. We have to hope, though, that uh, with stimulus uh, coming and with um, vaccine rollout happening, that this will be a, a temporary thing. And I think for the most part, the market is banking on that. If you look at stocks, stocks have been at least staying stable and to some extent going up. So it seems like traders are mostly betting on uh, things stabilizing as the stimulus and the vaccine rollout proceeds. I, th I think in January we're going to see a big spike in jobless claims only because of all the holiday workers. Uh, I think that's going to be, I think we're going to break almost a million in uh, January. Yeah, we've got, you know, several risks in the pipeline because, of course, there's, um, uh, expiration of mortgage forbearance and uh, rent forbearance coming as well in January. Um, so I'm assuming that that will be addressed in the stimulus bill, that, that there will be an extension of those forbearances. But uh, that's another thing we need to keep an eye on here is uh, what will happen in the housing market. And then uh, Tesla. Have you watched the Tesla news this week? I heard they uh, got added to the S&P on Friday. Yeah, De December 18th, Friday, December 18th, they were added to the S&P 500, and uh, they were up 2.5% or so. Saw a lot of people arguing on Twitter about, um, you know, how this would go down. I saw um, somebody posted a chart of what typically happens with stocks after they are added to the S&P 500, and it showed that they seem to go up for a short time after being added to the index, and then they drop fairly sharply um, before stabilizing, so... Uh, we could see that with Tesla, and also a lot of people were suggesting that the outrageous valuations basically make the S&P 500 less attractive, and so you might have a lot of passive investors exiting the S&P 500 after Tesla is added, and um, you could see, because you know there will be a lot more volume, institutional volume in Tesla once it's added to the index, you could see institutions shorting the stock down to a more reasonable price multiple. So, you know, some speculation out there that Tesla will get crushed as a result of being added to the index. We'll see what happens. Okay, folks, that's our episode for this week. If you heard anything that was useful to you on the podcast this week, please give us a like, share, or comment on your favorite social media platform. You can find us on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. We're on all your favorite podcast apps. Uh, please share the episode to your friends and... Uh, don't forget to click our Webull promotion link and get off Robinhood and go use Webull instead. Uh, if you click that link and open a new Webull account, deposit $100, you get a couple free stocks, and we also will get a couple free stocks, and that helps support the podcast. Thanks so much for your support, and we'll see you back at the zoo next week. See ya.